show from a heavy metal perspective. From Danzig to death, to Dark Throne to Dr. Shrinker. Buckle up, things are about to get heavy. This is the Metal Podcast. Let's rock and roll. And welcome to the Metal Podcast. I am DJ, and I'm here with, as always, AC. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm good. I'm glad you didn't even try to to give me a nice compliment. You just dropped that charade, <laughs> but it's okay. You, you'll get you'll get there one day. Yeah, I'm not the best with, with introductions, but I'm going to do my best here because we have a very special guest, and part of the show is we like to bring on diverse guests, and we like to tackle a lot of different um, categories and. You know, this is the Metal Podcast, but we have a very exciting guest, Aben Eubanks. He is with Kelly Clarkson, guitarist, Grammy-nominated producer, um, an incredible person. Man, thank you so much for, for joining us today. How are Absolutely. you today, sir? Thank you so much. I am great. I'm great on this rainy day here in L.A. Um, just enjoying <laughs> the, the rain. One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> enjoying rain while it's here because it's, it's not often. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, man... Um, I'm so excited because I'm I'm just I'm curious because I didn't really to be honest I didn't necessarily recognize or know that Kelly Clarkson had guitarists and that you've written some songs with her <laughs> <laughs> and and how does a guitarist get started with with someone like that <laughs> That's a good question it's like wait <laughs> she got guitars in her band <laughs> Hard to believe yeah. there's music there Yeah yeah right <laughs> Yeah no um it's it's um it's funny enough, she, you know, we, I was in another uh, band, um, a Graham Colton band, and we were, um, somehow we ended up on tour with her, opening for her, and uh, we spent like a year doing uh, one tour, and we, I got to, got to know her, she was a fellow Texan, uh, like I'm from Texas, and she's from Texas, and we kind of bonded over, you know, that annoying Texas thing where Texans... <laughs> Barbecue. talk about themselves how they're better than everybody <laughs> you know just yeah, kind of ribbing with everybody about the whole you know the old texas texan pride thing um but uh yeah so we kind of bonded over that and uh and soon began kind of writing songs together and uh you know time came where she needed uh you know a guitar player for the next tour and stuff and so she had um mentioned it to her uh md and her md reached out and it all worked out um so yeah so 17 18 years later wow here i am right place right <laughs> time <laughs> yeah yeah it was yeah so it was um well it was good yeah too i'm sure you know uh did you have to do any type of like um what do you call it? Like not an interview, but what am I trying to say? Audition. Like an audition. An audition. Yes. <laughs> well, no, not really. Cause we, we had spent like a, you know, like a year and a half on tour with her opening and, and I had written songs with her. And so she, you know, it, um, herself and some of the, uh, you know, other band members that were there at the time knew what, you know, what I could do. I mean, they knew that I could, you know, do the job that was required. Um, for her going forward uh, it was a bonus that we wrote together you know that, that wow. uh we wrote songs together and you know she uh we've we've grown to be um real um close writers as far as like we we write with each other a lot wow. um over the past years um yeah so it's just um it's you know it's been a great working relationship for sure you know she's she's amazing she's 
it's like like when you were saying earlier like you didn't know, I didn't know she had guitar players you know mm-hmm. and, and that's the kind of the the thing that's been fun about playing with her for all these years it's like a lot of people don't realize a lot of things about her they you know you just see this tv show winner you know this kind of pop princess thing that was plucked <laughs> off the television you kind of have you know everybody kind of makes their own summations you know it's like oh okay i know what that is but it's so funny because she's so incredibly musical and her um her range of music that she listens to and likes and stuff is so dynamic. Um, you know, she listens to country, to metal, <laughs> to, uh, yeah, you know, she's everything. It's like every day, every, every show we've ever played the, uh, the, the, you know, the walk on song, I mean, they're not necessarily metal, but they're certainly closer than say Britney <laughs> um, is uh, ACDC. I was gonna say Led Zeppelin. That's how we, yeah. That's our, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how we, uh, you know, walk on the stage because she likes to rock. She just, you know, it's just one thing about her that, like, a lot of people um, don't know or didn't know. You know, her having the TV show, you know, she, it's there's a lot more known about her because you know her personality and her, you know, she she's on TV in millions of homes every day, um, talking as opposed to singing like she was on American Idol. So. Um, I think the secret's getting out more and more and more just exactly how, uh, you know, dynamic and, you know, awesome and all these things that you wouldn't suspect from, you know, a TV pop, you know, kind of, uh, you know, it was all, it was all, you know, it's, it's a TV show and it was, uh, you know, it's all, you know, it's all kind of a contrived kind of thing. So, you know, expectations are kind of low, but like she really, you know, she's creamed the risen to the top. She really is a talent and it's been and awesome to be on the ride <laughs> absolutely i mean she's Do- been a fixture in the culture for over 20 years i mean i i first found out about her pro- probably like everyone else watching american idol the first season the the from justin to kelly didn't didn't see that i've only seen bits and now uh, uh, you haven't probably seen not a lot <laughs> well you know it's kind of it's kind of funny uh, about that that whole thing is that uh that movie is so infamous and Kelly Clarkson has moved past it. I, I don't think Justin has. I don't even know his name. The only thing I know him as is he was the other guy in American Idol who was in that terrible movie. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's he's he. I don't know if you you've seen all those uh, Dr Pepper commercials. That came <laughs> no. That's him doing all those. Uh, that's that's actually him doing those funny. And so they're actually pretty funny commercials and stuff. Um, when he's like miniature or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Him? Oh that's wow. Him. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess they realize his his acting chops is is more comedic focused. I guess <laughs> they watch from yeah. Justin to Kelly. They're like brilliant, best comedy ever seen. <laughs> yeah, somebody called. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, and I think you kind of touched on it already because I was kind of curious about your personal like influence or influences or like when you first heard music that was like hey i gotta start playing guitar or have you always i mean you got a piano behind you as well like what what was the instrument that got you going or or what did you hear that kind of like influenced you yeah so my uh i i come from a musical family like all my um my dad's side were all musicians um they all played guitar and sang and played in bands um my granddad was on the circuit with uh, Elvis back in the day. You know, all, all of those guys that did all those uh, hay rides and fairs and all that stuff. Um, 
so it's always been around like as i mean you know having instruments and stuff mm-hmm. it's just it's always been ever since i've you know ever since there's been a diaper <laughs> so just you know um come out of the womb with a ukulele yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> So, so, um, that's kind of, you know, it wasn't really, uh, you're born into it, seeked out, you know, from a, you know, like a lot of stories are like, oh, my families were, you know, doctors and accountants and this. And I just had this thing of it. it. For me, it wasn't really ever a choice. It was just always something that was around and I just would pick it up and I'd, you know, make noise until the noises started kind of coming together or, you know, the interest of making it sound better started you know developing as i got older um from just banging on all this you know noisy stuff around the house to uh as you know as you get older you start trying to like you know uh, make sense of all that noise um so so that's kind of like how i stumbled into you know or i say stumbled but how i kind of was uh held at gunpoint and forced into the music <laughs> industry. <laughs> the, the the family business, I guess. The family business. <laughs> Shotgun musician? Is that what, what yeah, is yeah. That? You're going to be broke like the rest of us. <laughs> well, hey, lucky oh, you. Do you. Do you like Megadeth? Um, I do. I do. I, uh, I used to, like, that. obviously, the, the, the one huge record back in the day I used to listen to... Uh, uh, Love that song. Uh, what was it? I'm drawing a blink because I haven't talked about Megadeth. Don't so, give him uh, hints, DJ. No, no. I want to. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I, obviously, I love the, the uh, what was the, what do you mean? Uh, I, yeah, that's Peace Cells. Peace Cells, who's P-Sells. buying? That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's the one I was like, yeah, that album. Yeah. I was really into that album back in, back in the day whenever it was, you know, Metallica, Megadeth, and all of those bands and stuff. Because um, my best friend, he was, I was always into like the Beatles um, and you know, the, you know, that kind of thing and stuff. And my best friend growing up through school, he was totally into metal because he had older brothers that, you know, loved all of that, all the metal stuff. So he was, he turned me on to a lot of the like metal stuff in an early age. Um, but uh, I, yeah. I, I, and as much as we, we do deride Metallica because they do deserve a lot of the criticism that we give them. But if you are like a, an actual musician, musician, like Megadeth and Metallica, that like, that is like the, the cream of the crop. Cause a lot of those bands like S- Slayer is just pure unadulterated aggression, which is why it is very appealing yeah. and it's why they last as long as they did. But, uh, there is a lot of like actual pure musicianship with, with Megadeth and, and the seminal album is, is rust in peace. Not my favorite, but that's the one that everyone knows. But that one yeah. is the one with the guitar player that is the most notable is, uh, Marty Friedman. Do you know his story? Marty Friedman. Do you know his story for joining Megadeth? No. So he had two auditions to go to one day and it was Megadeth or Madonna. <laughs> and he just, I, I don't, I don't remember the reason that he said he went with it, but he just, he picked Megadeth for some reason, but those were his <laughs> options. And that's what I was thinking when, when DJ asked you, how'd you get involved with Kelly Clarkson? Like, was it Kelly Clarkson or Megadeth? Were these his options? <laughs> it was actually, it was Kelly or typo negative. And I was oh, like, I was kind of, you know, I was really, I was torn. 
but in well, the end, no, I understand. You know, Pete, Pete was, uh, his health wasn't doing so good those days. So, you know, <laughs> you went with someone who's a little more fresh. I get you. I, you know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what, what, what have you been listening to lately? Uh, outside of, listening? yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like, you know, outside of Kelly Clarkson stuff. Well, my, my, uh, my Sirius XM top channels are the Beatles and Hair Nation on Ooh. channel 39. So it's always on one or two, it's always on one of those stations. I'm either listening to the Beatles channel or I'm listening to Hair Nation. Um, so any of those bands that that appear on Hair Nation is what I've you know been listening to from you know Kicks to you know Quiet Riot to uh, you know some of the more hair <laughs> glam bands like Winger or you know Poison or something which those aren't my favorite but you know it's it was an era. Uh, I think I think everybody's in that. I think everyone's in that same boat with you because because there are bands that got lumped into like the actual hair metal bands that aren't yeah. that. Like the the best example is Wasp. Wasp is absolutely not a hair metal. Not band, a hair. Not but, a hair. Yeah. But they got lumped into it. Like and um and I think that line got blurred by Motley Crue because their their first two albums are just straight solid like classic heavy metal. And yep. then they kind of went the hair metal route with theater of pain. So I think that's where it all exactly. blended together. Like, uh, like yeah, Do- things started getting colorful and glossy and stuff a little bit. Well, that got, that got popular. And then at the end of the day, a lot of these guys like, well, I am hungry. I wish I had money for food. So you know what? <laughs> get me, it's- get me some hairspray and, and uh, and, uh, yeah. a hair dryer. All right. Yeah. Now, now everyone stand behind me because we have to save money for this stuff. So I think that it, it just uh, it just went in that direction. Yeah, they they took the 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 BPMs down a few and uh, added well, some synthesizers. Made it a little poppier, you know, make it more accessible. Because <laughs> yeah. a little uh, lipstick on it. Well, yeah, of course, you know, put a little lipstick on a pig. And the girls were into it, man. <laughs> well, yeah, and the girls are into it. So yeah, hey, like the scary not? thrash bands, or that's know. it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's it. It's like, man, with the yeah. armor or whatever. <laughs> All this belt. blood and blades is not working. Where are the girls? Yeah. <laughs> why, are, why are only guys coming to our concerts? All we talk about is death, murder, and killing. Yeah. <laughs> Where's my mom? It's true. Who's your favorite hair band? My favorite hair band. Uh, God, that's tough, man. That is a, that's a really tough. My favorite hair band. Um, Oh gosh! I mean, I mean, I uh, I don't know that. Man, that's hard. That's so hard. I love. Uh, I like Guns and Roses a lot. Um, you know, the first, especially that first, the first record specifically. Um, and I'm trying to think of like, maybe something. I'm looking around. Like, what are some of my favorite metal bands? <laughs> Uh, you like docking? I, I I was really into doc. Man, I haven't I haven't pulled up some of these <laughs> bands in such a long time. Yes, that's I did. I loved Don Doc and George Lynch and all uh, Jet, all those guys. Were those that was a uh, that was a super great man. I liked Y and T. I liked um, oh, 
I mean, Ozzy, Ozzy is like, you know, I love Ozzy. I love the, you know, Ozzy, Black Sabbath, all, all of that stuff. Um, and, um, you got quite a range of, of uh, of music you know it's yeah, not don't, what i thought <laughs> yeah don't forget to dust off those old metal 45s yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i'm sure if i looked through my spotify i'd come up like oh yeah i mean i have a camera i know after yeah after i do this i'm gonna go like what were some of these bands i was doing i'm gonna go oh i should have mentioned that one. Oh my god i can't believe i forgot that one so. well now now i'll just plug okay there's a band called fm and they're, they're from okay. the uk they have an album called tough it out i i, I highly recommend it Okay. Right. Yeah, yeah. Let me here. Let me get that. Let me get my. Uh, yeah, go ahead. My, yeah, this is for everyone because there, there's a lot of bands this. like that. So this was a weird genre. It was okay. they called it AOR and they called it adult oriented rock. It was it was more like the the heavy answer to Phil Collins, which I still stand okay. by. I do think Phil Collins is a cool guy. I I mean that like a pure rock star. But oh yeah. He, there were a bunch of bands that they, they're almost kind of like a, a deaf leopard type, mm -hmm. but, uh, a, a little, a little edgier, but it, it sounds like that. Cause deaf leopard is also not a hair band, but they got lumped in with them. Cause they're a little, little more catchier, a little more melodic, uh, more yeah, accessible. That's true. That's true. But there's a, a lot of bands they are mostly European, uh, as far as I know, like all, I'm, I'm sure that there's some American ones. Now there's a band called Icon who, um, oh, yeah. I spoke about in, in high regard and DJ completely, uh, tuned it out and then came back to me a few months later. Have you heard of Icon? Like, yeah, I told you about them. You did. Oh, guess you didn't listen. Yeah. That's another one. Icon. They have an album called night of the crime. I actually think they are from Texas as well. Arizona. I think. Are they from Arizona? Okay. Arizona. Okay. All right. Yeah, but um, it, it seemed to be mostly European bands. There's a great band called Alien. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. There. Uh, there's. There's a lot of good stuff, and it was weird because hair metal got really big, and we we've talked about this. Uh, I do think metal is an op. I, I think it it was uh, done to normalize satanic imagery, and once that that was normalized, once they got the nihilism of the '90s, just do heroin <laughs> and and do nothing, and then that's cool then they didn't need it anymore. <laughs> but metal has real staying power. That's why we have on the, the guitar player for Kelly Clarkson, who's two, two radio stations are the Beatles and hair nation. So it, it's it. still years, years later, it's, it's still going through people's uh, Spotify, uh, whatever it, internet playlists. Cause no one listens to CDs anymore. People, do you, do you, do you buy records? Um, occasionally. That's only like real special ones, like real special that I feel that like, okay, this has to be in the special vinyl collection. Right. I don't go out and just like collect vinyl. I'm not like the, a big, the big vinyl guy that, you know, um, you know, I've got vinyls of everything. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't do it. I like to, I keep it, uh, uh, curated Efficient. to Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cause they're so big. They take up so much damn space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's just so much easier. You have it all on your phone. Like I, I get it. I, Ten years ago, someone was trying to convince me to ditch my record collection and just put it all on Spotify. But at the time, I had so many things that were not available on Spotify, and yes. I just, and I just knew they weren't. Uh, now I'm, I'm sure it's all there. Because so, so, yeah. so many bands, because of YouTube and and TikTok, they've they've had a, a resurgence. It's not just metal; it's just in general. 
Like how yeah, many yeah. TikToks have that ABBA song, gimme, gimme, gimme on it? And, and, <laughs> and because of that, how many millions of plays does that have on YouTube? It, it's, the internet has given a lot of longevity to a lot of things. Cause before, if you didn't see it on TV or like a poster at, at the record store, you didn't know it existed. It's now, true. It's true. Now everything just, it spreads so easily. Like you, cause you, you don't have just TV, but now you have YouTube. I mean, it's basically TV, but it, and every streaming platform, it, it's all okay. What, what Kelly Clarkson was on, um, uh, the TV show with the people punch people. Gosh, dang it. Is that right? People punch people. It's like the kids. It's like the karate kid show. Wasn't she on that? Am I wrong I mean, about that? Guessed there, it on that. Yeah, um, there was some, some pop star was on that show. I, I don't remember, but, um, but the point is it, it's, there's so much cross pollination with everything now. Yeah. Cause before you would just have like, there was headbangers ball. And it, and just, that's the only way to see metal or there, there were, and then there was yo raps and that was the only way to, to see rap. Yeah, but now everything, right. be, because of the culture is so blended, you know, for better or for worse, it, it does give access to, to anything that you want. Like you can find it all. So if you're just out there, like you're just a young musician or whatever, like I want to know more about something it's in your pocket. Like literally it's, it's, it's fascinating. Yeah. Like we're discovering music. You used to have to go to, I remember like going to peaches in Dallas peaches records. And like, that's how you discovered new bands or something like you, you heard someone mention it and then you had to go find it, you know, like physically in a store. And, uh, now you, like you said, it's right in your phone and it, everything is so, um, blended and stuff as well like you were saying it's like i was listening to um speaking of like metal like i had no idea that uh carrie underwood another kind of similar kind of like what you wouldn't expect um to be but she was she was on octane she was like on a metal show like playing her metal favorites and uh hmm. the, the stuff that she played it was amazing because she was talking about yeah this is what i listened to you know before i go on stage and this is, you know, Carrie, country pop star, whatever. And so she goes, yeah, this is, I can't remember the name of the band. I, I've never even heard of them because it was, I mean, it was so, you know, deep. And she played it and it came out. I was going. It's a cannibal course, like, probably. Man, this is Carrie Underwood. Listen to this before she goes on stage. I was like, wow. And it just, in a, you know, again, it was, it's, again, I was reading another article was talking about the, uh, country music how it's you know globally growing and like all this stuff because of the you know because the internet has made the world so much smaller especially in uh in music you know you have um access to all that music no matter not only where you are here but like anywhere in the world and i think that you know that's just been this perpetually growing um you know, thing in music that's made it so accessible and expand and grow and get, give it so much more of that uh, staying power, like you were talking about earlier, like metal, you know, here to stay. It's so accessible. It goes, it, it just continues to go out there and find new fans and find new, um, you know, things that embed it into, you know, 
culture and well people want going yeah absolutely 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 like people it's great it's awesome to see it's awesome to see i think people like even you know people getting in into music both as a listener um but also as a you know someone that participates in you know creating music you know it's like it's there's never been a better uh you know there's never been a bigger ramp <laughs> you know so to speak um to get into it because there's there's so many out, outlets the, the 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 internet and and everything has just exploded the opportunity wide open and anyone can find their tribe and find their demographic and find their market um because the the lanes are out there you know the lanes are out there you just you just you jump on because there's the internet is it's here for you people yeah, yeah <laughs> it's here the, for you. <laughs> the the internet has a lot of problems and there's a lot of bad things on there so you you just have to you, you got to work with it you really have to take the good with the bad with everything because you know not everything is going to be to everyone's liking but yeah. you just you just have to find a way to to make something work for you but what you're just saying about how it's not just a good time for a listener but a, a someone who participates well if the music is good enough it will make people want to become a musician because yeah. it's it's not like playing a sport where you're like well i'm i'm 17 years old i'm five foot one yeah, I'm probably not going to be able to be a pro basketball player or, you know, I have a, <laughs> uh, you know, I have a, 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 a clubbed foot. So, you know, I can't play soccer or something, but did you like Radiohead? Love Radiohead. They have that song. Anyone, anyone can play guitar. Yes. And it, it's, it's true. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they're, I guess, I, I guess if you don't have hands, you can't play guitar and I'm sorry <laughs> if, if you don't, but for the most part, if. If you have working appendages, you can be a musician. You can find the thing. Do you, okay, so do you know the band Cannibal Corpse? I've heard of him. I've heard can, of him. Can, Cannibal Corpse is kind of like the the Metallica of of death metal. Like they're you know okay, bigger they're, name. Maybe they're not the best, but it's it's something like death metal one hundred and one. Cannibal Corpse. It's they're they're the, they're the death metal band making the most inroads. Probably. Uh, like they, they, okay. they had an appearance in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. So like, oh, okay. they, they've, they've been around for forever. They're one of the original ones, but, uh, the, the bass player is, a like one of the more renowned bass players in metal. And someone just asked him, why'd you get into bass? And he said, well, I wanted to be in a band and everyone was playing guitar. So I figured <laughs> that they would need a bass player and it wouldn't take me as long to be good at bass as it would to be good at guitar to be playing guitar in a band so it's just two just, less strings yep that's true that's true <laughs> you don't know how many times i've heard that too. i mean that's the that's the story so many for so many bass players um that i've come across in all the years and stuff is i mean even uh the singer for cinderella tom Kiefer, he oh, was a great like, band we didn't have a singer so i just I, you know i had to say i played guitar and like we didn't have a singer so i just started singing <laughs> That's that's and that's another band that got lumped into the hair band category. They looked like one, but they were definitely not a hair metal band. That, they are I, a very good band. I'm so glad that we brought them up because that's probably in my top three favorite of you know metal slash hard rock. Bands. Yeah, they're like a hard rock band. Yeah, yeah, because like, they, they have that really bluesy uh, yes. influence. 
yeah keeper yeah real real blues uh infused kind of rock and I, I love that they're one of my favorites tool is another one of my favorites i'm glad i remember them because that would have been one that i'd have been upset that i didn't remember to mention them after this <laughs> i don't know if i call tool a metal band they're almost they're almost like an industrial band but with yeah with less like digital instruments i think like, i think I, I might lump them in because they give me that same emotion that like great metal music gives me you know it's like they're kind of like a typo negative in a way yeah like uh, it was during the pandemic that fear inoculum uh, that was my that was my album that got me up the mountain i hiked the mountain just about every day here and uh that gets me up the mountain so fast <laughs> it's it just it, it it's a perfect uh it builds so perfectly it's just like it's a choreographed dance with um my hike on the mountain it's just it it gives me that you know that adrenaline do you like a uh, perfect helps. circle um I, I like them pretty good yeah Okay. I, yeah. I I like the 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 tool iteration a little a little more, but I thought Perfect Circle was they were slamming and stuff as well. They That's they were great band. It's kind of weird when people kind of make a like a side project and it's basically the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> the same type of music. Yeah. <laughs> I think Vince Neil did the kind of same thing. He did the Vince Neil group or something, and it's like this oh, well, just like I think that was more because they all hated each other. And, they do and, hate each other. <laughs> so I think it was more just him doing that because he wanted to keep making that type of music, but they all like Motley Crue just hated each other. So it wasn't, uh, it was, like, I don't know the story with Bruce Dickinson, but he did his solo project or like the same time. I want to say, um, fear of the dark came out. So uh -huh. maybe, maybe he just got tired of, of the touring or something. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Cause he eventually went back to Iron Maiden. And I, as far as I know, they don't hate each other. And he just became the pilot for Iron yeah. Maiden. Oh, yeah. yeah. He used to fly him around in the plane. That's the, that's I, the I amazing. Think, I think he does now. I, I think like that's just like the permanent gig because he just became a pilot. A very strange person. And he wrote like children's stories too. But that, that that's <laughs> another thing. But I was just saying, uh, I don't think he hated Iron Maiden, but the his solo act sounds like a little more like dad rock version of iron maiden it's doesn't have the the two-part <laughs> harmonies that iron maiden's known for but it's not drastically different so it's like why why did you leave the band to do something that's kind of the same thing <laughs> yeah but with, but without steve harris <laughs> with, yeah, and, yeah and well and uh yannick and and dave it's it's uh, very I, I, odd I mean, well actually i think one of the guitar players was in there. It might have been Adrian Smith because he left Iron Maiden. Yeah. But I think it uh -huh. was Yannick Jeers. I think he, he was playing with Bruce Dickinson while he was also playing with Iron Maiden. Very, very strange. Uh, maybe some yeah. weird experiment. Incestuous kind of thing going on there. Yeah, very, very odd. Yeah, so I never, I never understood that because we had Lord Armin from Dark Funeral on. And like he, he has written, I believe, every single Dark Funeral song for the last 30 years, like maybe some people co-wrote some stuff, but he wrote every single song in a major capacity. And I, I asked him, have you ever thought of just maybe branching off and doing something or like playing different music? Cause you know, you've been doing the same style for this many years. And he said, well, if I wanted to do something different, 
I just call it a different band because other than that, like what, what's the point? Like you're playing the same music. So, you know, it's that band. So if you want to do something different, then call it a different band where these people, they're doing the opposite. Yeah. They're doing the same thing, but calling it a different <laughs> band. <laughs> well, and with when, Lord Aramon, he, um, he uh, told us that, you know, what's behind you isn't as important as what's in front of you. Cause in front, actually, yeah. And he's like, because some of like his classic albums, like, well, I mean, I'm not going to say like he didn't care about it, but he's like, I'm on to the next album. Like, I'm more excited about that. So I was kind of thinking, how do you um, like view music like that? Can you enjoy the past? Because you've been nominated for a Grammy. I mean, you've done about all you can. So what? either keeps you going or what are you excited for, for the future? Yeah, I think that it's just to just, you know, what I, what I, what I, I just try to keep inspired to keep it, keep inspired because, um, that there's really no, um, um, finish line, so to speak. Um, (laughs) so, um, I think that, um, it's, it's more of um, just staying inspired and feel feel that you are still producing stuff that you're proud of. Um, so, I, as far as like any kind of like, um, you know what 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 keeps me that and you know it's like I just try to constantly feed feed the uh, you know my creative. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, hunger, <laughs> you know, appetite. Um, and, you know, and that goes in a lot of ways of, um, you know, uh, like when I mentioned like hike, I like to hike a lot and, um, try to, you know, draw inspiration on, you know, different, um, musics that I'm, you know, that I listen to or, you know, or, or, I, I listen to a lot of audiobooks and stuff as well to to draw um, inspiration because I, I usually don't listen to like you know uh, fiction or or story or you know they're mainly they're mainly um, something to feed to feed creativity whether that be you know uh, another person's kind of perspective or their journey or you know what their thoughts are or or uh, um, you know, that kind of thing or an, you know an, an industry thing so you know just 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 looking for inspiration that's kind of what i what i that, that's kind of my uh my drive what keeps me going it's just this this constant seeking for something to inspire <laughs> nice have you do you like movies i do but i don't it's one that's movies is is uh it's, I have a special relationship with movies. Um, I know exactly I what you mean, by the way. Yeah, because I don't, <laughs> I don't spend a lot of time watching a lot of movies. Um, I, for some reason, sitting still, um, watching a movie, there has to be a reason hmm. for me. Like otherwise, I I want to be productive or like uh, there's. Yeah. It, my mind just doesn't work like that. Like I, it doesn't, Seems it like doesn't you like to learn. <laughs> yes, exactly. It doesn't t- like I spent the pandemic just like taking online courses, like music <laughs> theories wow. and stuff like that. Just, you know, just, um, cause you couldn't get out, right. You couldn't get out. And it, so you had to bring it all in. 
Um, but yeah, with movies, you know, and movies just seem like they're getting longer and longer. And it's just like the more, the longer they get, the more checked out I am. It's like, they, oh, this one's over three hours. I'm definitely they, they never seeing that. They were all like 90 minutes in the 80s. And now they're like yes. two hours and 45 minutes, like minimum. Yes. Like, like everything that I'm like, oh, that's, that looks interesting. I might sit down and watch that. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's three hours and 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to watch that. <laughs> Remember when that Peter Jackson King Kong movie came out oh, and yeah. all anyone talked about was how long it was? And, and like that, that movie is only slightly longer than, than like the average action fair these days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah i know and then lord of the rings came out and changed everything now it's like everything is so so damn long <laughs> well it was but it was it was weird like lord of the rings was that was like the last good movie like if i watch a movie i really don't want to watch anything that came out after 1987 like i was yeah. watch, i was watching highlander the other day yeah i just watched that today <laughs> nice yeah it's, like that's awesome that's like now I, I see a trailer for anything i was like who who wants to watch this yeah, and especially for three hours, right? Yeah. Three well, hours. yeah, yeah. Uh, there was a movie that came out, uh, like 15 years ago. Is it, I don't remember what it was called, but it was about the, like a pizza delivery guy who gets forced to like rob a bank or something. Like, I can't remember. Um, oh, I, I think didn't it, that actually happened. Probably on him. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that, somewhere but, in Florida. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Florida, Florida man robs bank Florida man. disguised Florida pizza as pizza man. man. Uh, <laughs> but the, the movie was like 80 minutes or something. And that was the, the most notable thing. And I remember like, whoa, it's a movie that's, it's, it's under 90 minutes now. Like, whoa, I can't believe it. I never saw the movie. I heard it was bad, but I just, I just remember hearing that it was so short and I, and I just couldn't believe it. Cause I, I, I checked out of movies, I don't know, like 10 years ago and I, I was just like, I just, I don't, I don't care anymore. Cause it's so I get, I get so much, uh, ridicule from, from, well, everyone that's, that knows me, that's ever sat down at a TV with me. <laughs> it's like, I never get to a movie. I'll sit and go through 900 trailers, um, just to kind of see, <laughs> and I, but again, it, you know, I'll look to the trailer like, oh, that's awesome! I love that. It looks great. And then it's like, ah, but I just don't have two hours. I just don't. I, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah, so a lot. It's, it's a ironic because I'll sit there and watch nine hours of trailers, but I won't commit to. A oh movie. gosh, you're every Zoomer now. You're just watching the TikTok <laughs> all day, but you can't watch the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah, a, a lot of the times, I'll, I will put on a movie when I need to. Like I need to sit down and just practice an instrument, whether it's guitar yeah. or bass or, um, uh, piano. And that's, that's a good excuse for me. Cause I don't want to just sit there and just like play scales. Cause that's not fun. It's just practicing yeah. like legato or sweeps or that's not fun. But if I'm watching a movie, which I don't want to sit down and watch a movie, especially now, but they, but uh, when, bringing up Highlander specifically, the movie starts with a queen song. And it's, it's not a big budget movie. Like imagine that there was an era where one of the biggest rock bands in the world will make music like for your movie. Like they, yeah, they, they also did, did the songs. Yeah. And they mm -hmm. did the, the music for, um, uh, flash Gordon also. And, and wow. it's, yeah, it's, it's not like some small band where like, yeah, we can get them cheap, but they're willing to do it. And that, that era, it doesn't exist anymore. When was the last time like a big band 
did music for a movie. Because, like, we're, we're at this era, like, yeah. you know, Guardians of the Galaxy kind of changed the landscape for having all these old pop songs be yeah. in, in your movie. But how about a band? And, and this, and, and we talk yeah. about this a lot. Rock and roll does not exist in the mainstream outside of people that are like 60, 70 years old. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm still hearing about like kiss and, um, uh, pink Floyd, ACDC. Yeah. Like we have members of these bands are dying. Like Paul, I Stanley thought about this just sing. the other day. Go ahead. I thought about this just the other day because, um, there's that band i think they're i think they might be from italy that that mind scan i don't know if i'm pronouncing it right that mind scan or man scan or whatever but they're actually like a kind of a heavy rock band and they're the only ones that i ever hear on the radio they're the only ones in any of like the uh the grammy nominations and stuff right now it's just going through the grammy nominations and it excites me that there's at least those guys like i'm excited for them because it's like oh there's there's you know the dying breath of like loud guitars. <laughs> yeah. Why, why doesn't that exist? I mean, I think I know why, but like when you, when you hear most modern rock, it's, it's like 21 pilots or imagine dragons and th those bands, again, I'll say it again. They're softer than bread. They're softer than yeah. REO Speedwagon. Like there is, there is no aggression. Like, and obviously we can go two sides of the coin. Like we can go with like morbid angel, like where it's just like pure unadulterated ag aggression, or you can have something like uh, shot in the dark by Ozzy Osbourne, where it is mm. more radio friendly. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't need to be as hard and heavy as possible. It doesn't need to be the darkest thing, but how, how about like, where is our, our modern day Led Zeppelin? Where is the modern day Van Halen? Mm, Where's the yeah. modern day Black Sabbath, ACDC kiss they, they, that doesn't exist. And most of these bands they're still around in, in some yeah. form or another where there's just like one original member and it's like a 65 year old and a bunch of like 30 something year olds. Yeah. And I wonder like how, you know, cause we were talking about earlier about the, uh, you, you know, the capabilities and the reach and all of that stuff of the internet with, you know, with what that's introduced. So, like I feel that you know that it's it's introduced so much, right? It's 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 allowed and afforded and laid out all this opportunity and all this new technology and new avenues of creativity and new avenues of distribution and all this stuff. But it's also taken away a few things. I feel, and one is like I feel that there's no Led Zeppelins or Ozzies or anything like that these days because the the um it it's the exposure you know what made i feel those bands so um who they are you know like these mythical creatures was because of their mythology you know you, you didn't see them you didn't have so much access to them you know you didn't see you know you know, Ozzy in his front yard picking up his paper, you know, or, you you know, like the internet has everything, you know, everything, you can see everything. You see, you know, Taylor Swift at a ball game. You see, you know, people, you know, walking on the streets, going into 7-Eleven, like there's all of these things where, you know, Ozzy used to be like, the you Prince of Darkness that exists somewhere in the, the ether out there. That, they, like, yeah, they called him the heads off. Yeah, they called him the Prince of Darkness. 
Yeah, the Prince of Death. Fucking bubbles, bubbles. What about bubbles? You know, <laughs> Prince yeah. of Darkness. Yeah, and then he became like almost. He he replaced. Uh, uh, what's the guy from uh, Family Ties? Uh, oh uh, yeah, Bateman. No, 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 no. Uh, I can't oh, remember. Gro- Grossman. <laughs> no, that's not Family Matters. That's Silver Spoon. No, oh. the, uh, no. Family Ties was the one with um, uh, Michael J. Fox. Was Alex P. Keaton. But yeah, the 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 dad. I can't remember his name. But they called him America's dad, and like that. Ozzy Osbourne like became that at a certain point. <laughs> the Osbournes. <laughs> Dang it! I can't. Oh I, I can't remember that. That the show is called Family Ties. It was like, uh, for, it was about uh, a, a kid whose parents were hippies, so he rebelled against them by being a young Republican. It's actually kind of a funny <laughs> premise for a show, but yeah, they they called him. Uh, I I, I want to say Mike Michael Gross. I want to say that's his name. Oh yeah, that's it, Michael I think, Gross. Yeah, I think that's Justine Bateman. Just yes, that, uh, she was the sister. Jason Bateman. Yes, yeah, ba- Jason Bateman. That's why I was getting Bateman. The Bateman, it was his sister. So it's yes. the same one I was thinking of. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Family I, ties with yeah, Michael yeah. Gross. That's right, Michael Gross. That's right. Yes, America's dad, and then it became Ozzy Osbourne. Well, you know, it, it's it's like one of my favorite Weird Al songs, you know, TMZ, the the parody of "You Belong with Me" by Taylor Swift, and it, and it, it it is pretty much about how celebrities have. All be, become kind of like exhibits at a zoo. Like every, everything they do, like they used to be these people that would be in some kind of art expression, whether it's a movie or TV show or, uh, some musical piece. And then they would come out and give some lame speech about some you know issue. And, and that was it. And then they would go back into the shadows until their next, whatever celebrity appearance. And now they're like, person who walks dog like person who a uh, person who drops their dunkin donuts <laughs> just, but i i think that applies to everyone not not just rock and roll because now it's more accessible than ever like now like you you didn't just have to be like glenn danzig hearing blue cheer and then just speeding it up and talking about B movies. And then there that now you have the misfits. It's because this guy had this one record. Now you have ACDC. Now you have Led Zeppelin. Now you have Metallica, Megadeth, uh, dark funeral, the, uh, uh, Kelly Clarkson, like pick, you, ha- you have everything around you yet. The mainstream is like 90% hip hop. Yeah. Where is the rock and roll? And the answer is it's suppressed. It, that yeah. ha, it has to be that because there, there are millions of unsigned metal bands that if you went to like local metal club, cause you, you know, you're, you're out here in LA, like you, you know, that, like there's metal bands playing at the whiskey still or the key, uh, key club. No key club is still there. The house Rainbow. of blues is gone. Yeah. Uh, sure. Rainbow. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all there. Like you, you don't have to travel far to, to go to see a smaller metal show. It, they're all there Yeah. yet, yet it's, it's completely ignored. And I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that like metal needs to be at the front. Cause I, I know it, it is an, it is a niche type of music. I do think it is, it is the thrash metal is the, the peak of rock and roll. But I do understand that it is not necessarily appealing on a mainstream level. Do you like like Steve Vai, Ingie Malmsteen, or Joe Satriani, like those you know guitar yeah. gurus? 
man, Steve Virtuoso. I is my my ultimate. He's always been my ultimate. I've been I've seen Steve I like three times, four times front row. Got a few of his picks. He's always been my dude. Okay, but, but you do understand that most people like they hear how he plays and it has no appeal to them. Like if you're not yep. a guitar player, it's it's not that appealing to you. So like yeah yeah so it's. You have a lot of these people like Steve Vai is one of the most impressive guitar players you'll yeah. ever hear, but it is still, it's very niche. It's like, like a lot of art, like you, like a random, you grab some person off the street who's walking out of a, a Burger King with like mm-hmm. three, uh, Whoppers, uh, and uh, large fries and just say, Hey, come to this art exhibit. And then be like, I don't understand any of it. It is still, <laughs> it's still niche, but yeah, I don't think. Like ACDC, Guns N' Roses, Led Zeppelin is niche. Like that is, that is mass appeal. Like yeah, if you're, if you're, kind of. if, if you're walking out to, you say, you said you shook me all night long, right? Mm-hmm. Which, yeah, which is one of my favorite ACDC songs. My favorite is uh gun shooting, which is featured on Beavis and Butthead do America soundtrack. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A great nice. song, but there is, there's mass appeal and it it should be out there when you, you have probably at least a billion people that are, are hearing this, that are not in bands. Like what, why are, have they not picked up their instrument to, to, to start this band? And why is Capitol records not paying the, the big money to, to pr- produce them? Like we, we d- do you know the song bongos by Cardi B <laughs> by Cardi B? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we, we looked, if we, that's the same one. it probably is, but we, yeah, we looked up the, the co- the budget for the music video was like $3 million. <laughs> it was something really high and it's a three minute song. And, <laughs> and we talk about how everything is so accessible now that that comes with not just music production, but video production. Mm-hmm. Like right now, so uh, are, are you on, what, what are you on right now? Like, what is your camera that you're using? What is my what now? Your camera, because you uh, look just the one in my uh, studio display, the Apple Studio display that I have. Uh, it, yeah. So is it is it a built-in like it's built yeah, into it your computer? Me. Yeah, it'll follow me. See, it's okay. Cool. Right? Yeah. So my my point is, <laughs> you, your 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 resolution is great. You you look you're looking good. It's not like a cheap camcorder from 1993. Mm-hmm. You you could make a music video right now. For free, essentially. Now oh, you absolutely. might you you might need to pay a little bit of money to to make it look a little better, but not that much more. You know, editing I mean, software in post. Yeah, in post, you're totally. I mean, the the, the I mean, they, they're making movies on the on the phone. It's incredible. It's yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's not like well, we we can't sign these young bands because it costs too much to to promote them. No, you can mm-hmm. you can send out your your B team. To, to, you got your iPhone 15, you know, that it's a new phone, but I'm sure that camera is, is state of the art. You got uh, well, some of these kids, you just hire one of these, you know, hire some exactly. of these, these social media guys that are just in, doing incredible things with their phone, you know, just to, just to promote their dance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You can just, you can get the B team out there that would probably work just for promotion like they're there remember when mm-hmm. internships used to be this type of thing it was unpaid work but you're getting yeah. the experience now it's you, just a tag that's the new internship is just to tag me <laughs> yeah yeah and that and that's all you need to do so there's no excuse to not have a band 
You can put out a good music video. You can boost it mm -hmm. on YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or whatever. So it's not like it's a money issue because it's yeah. almost free to promote it. Cause all like Capitol records or Atlantic, whatever, whatever, pick a big major label. Uh, they have whatever their following is on, on their social medias, just put out a video. Yeah. So yeah, that's the thing. They've already got the infrastructure. It's easy to just say, you know, here's Coldplay and we'll tack this guy on here, you know, or whatever it is. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You just, just new young band, like three 20 year olds mm -hmm. that just released something and it's, it's easy to make music sound good. Do you produce any of the music? I do. Okay. Yeah. So like, Maybe, you yeah. know about, I'm assuming you're doing digital, you're not, you know, on the reel to reel or four track. Uh, yeah. No, no reels. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> I haven't touched actual tape in a minute, <laughs> yeah. but you know how, how, how much simpler it is to make music. So yeah. anyone, anyone can do it. Like, even if you want to use a really cheapo program, like audacity, which, you know, you're not going to get the sound of like what Drake is putting out. But still, you know, rock and roll can, can have a little bit more raw sound. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's perfectly fine. So there's, there's no excuse for this not to be at, at the, not even at the forefront of music, but at least parallel with any of the other top stuff. Cause we're, we're well, just, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's most, you know, everything, uh, happens in cycles and i'm I wondering hope. when the next like revolution of you know guitars and metal and some uh, heavier stuff is like has it been 30 years since its last uh revival well it seems like it's like 30 years uh, everything kind of like relaunches i would say that metal peaked as far as popularity with uh -huh. the with the black album which, okay oh yeah which i i, I and i i think partially is because the black album is not a good album. Most of the <laughs> guests that we've had on here have not been favorable to it. Andy LaRock liked it, but uh, the other people are like, when it came out, no, that was not, not good. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, it, you know, that was weird because I, I realized that because I've never been like a huge Metallica fan or anything, but like, I'm like, I have several friends that are huge Metallica fans. A lot of people are. And, and it's, you're, you're absolutely right. It's like, everybody's like all about like ride the lightning and yep. all of those things. Master and they, they think the black album, they're like, yeah, you know, it's kind it, of a, it's a different band, out, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. It's a different band. Go, go listen. Yeah. Like if you could have a, like I make a Spotify playlist of the first four Metallica records, put it on shuffle, like yeah. listen to any song and then listen to any song from the black album. Yeah. Well, it's just like and, what you're talking about earlier that. with the theater of pain versus, you know, too fast for love or, you know, those kinds of things, two different. Yeah. Like, it's animals almost. Yes. <laughs> and, and, it, and Metallica, even like if they had a different name, I think it would be a little more forgiving, but they're called Metallica. So they're supposed to be kind of the, the archons of metal. Yeah. They put it in Flagship their name. From metal. Yeah. And a after that is just, you had a huge decline in, in aggression. And I think that's what was appealing to people because, you know, some, you know, people can like grunge, but it really is depressing music. Some of it has a little more like <laughs> sound, sound garden is a little bit of an outlier. Like there, yeah. there's a little bit more energy there, 
But the rest of those Seattle bands, it really is like dark, depressing music, and it is reflective of the time. Like it is, uh, and the place. Have you been to Seattle? Seattle's kind of a kind of a dark, <laughs> dreary kind of it, place. It, yeah, I, mean, I think it's the suicide capital of a of America. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. Yeah, it's. De- I mean, and, and you're right with the like the the grunge. I mean, that's basically what grunge was. That was was uh, kind of a, a loud team sulk. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was nihilism in, in rock form. Yeah. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. and that's not really appealing for a while. Like, you know, it's, it's nice that there's a new thing and it's always yeah. nice. Like, you know, you, you, it's like Christmas, you open your present, you got a new toy and it's really cool for a while. And then the, the allure yeah. does wear off. And then that's kind of what grunge is. And that's why grunge doesn't have any staying power because how do you want to listen to depressing music? all day like how how long can you put up with that before you i know i know i know hell i know like it's yeah it starts taking taking its toll you know like Like, i'm real big on like the thoughts in your in your head like Mm because your thoughts the thoughts you have in your head um expand right that whatever you're you know yeah, and put it's, energy to a thought, it expands. And it's <laughs> only a few years after poisons don't need nothing but a good time. Like, <laughs> like, like what, what a, what a contrast there. And it's, it's not like it's 10 years later. So yeah. I, I think, yeah, it's, it's about 30 years. And I don't know if things go in cycles because, uh, DJ and I both believe that, uh, rap's popularity is fake and it is pushed on people. And it's not because it sells because music, music doesn't really sell anymore because you don't like have people lining up to to buy cds because it's all Mm. it's all on spotify so it's pretty much people just buying their spotify subscriptions and it's doled out that way and that that just makes it easier for for the consumer instead of just like i'm i'm waiting all all night for this new album to come out oh stores open i got it oh it sucks like now yeah, yeah. you can, you can listen to it and just like, oh, this isn't good. Oh, let's go to the other thing. Cause there's a bunch of stuff out there. What was the last new record you listened to? Last new record? That yeah. Like, I mean, if, if that doesn't make sense, like the most recent record that was released that you listened to. <laughs> this sounds funny because I've been seeing a lot, a lot, a lot of hype on this new artist. They're putting a lot of stuff, you know, they're backing her a lot and everything. This is Tate McRae. I don't know if you guys. No, I, I'm aware of Tate McRae. <laughs> yeah, this, that Greedy, I think the, 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 the I think it was Greedy is the, the single that's, that's real big right now. But anyway, they, they, there's, there's been talk about this girl in this album for a long time. I think they're really getting behind this. And I listened to it um, and it was just okay for me. I think that's, that's the pattern that I've noticed is the hype is there. But, mm-hmm. but the music doesn't back the hype and yeah, the, the goods. And I, I think that does go back to the black album because the black album was hype, but the, the album before it and justice for all is a, is a really good thrash metal yes, record. Yeah. And there, there was, and that album did sell very well, but the black album is one of the biggest metal albums of all time. Albums of all time. Yeah. It, it, as far as like total sales and right now, all, all these musicians, these modern ones, they all run on hype. They're, the the talent isn't there, and uh, and to, to bring it back full circle, I, I the talent is there with Kelly Clarkson, and she she is not at the top of the charts because the top of the charts are all these talentless 
basically perverts. Like their songs are all about like sex and murder and, and that's all of it. There's no, there's no wholesome music anymore. There's no yeah, like fun stuff. Yeah. Cause it comes down because, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, everybody's got a bottom line and it's all, and it's like it or not, it's, it all comes back to like making money. I don't think right? so. I don't think so. Well, I think like with, as far as like with, uh, with labels and charts and all that stuff, it's everything, everything is behind a marketing campaign. And I, and I, and, and I say that in support of what you're saying, as far as like the top of these charts, the top of these charts are occupied a lot of times by, um, campaign and strategies and, um, things that are outside the, um, you know, the, the walls of the cultural zeitgeist resonating and take, you know, in taste and, and those things like that, because you, I mean, you've heard it before where you're like a song will come out and you're like, ah, that sounds terrible. It sucks or whatever. And you hear it 150 more times. And by the time it's over with, you're like, that's a pretty good song. You know, it was like, yep. you know, it's like, repetition. You know, it's, it's, it's been earwormed and it's been, you know, it, now you have um, relativity to the song. Cause you may have heard it when you were, you know, shopping and or you may have heard it when you, you at know, the gym saw a particular something outside your car or something like that you start like it starts having um a relationship because it's been around so long and you've heard it so many times and it's you know you you start it starts getting in your groove you know and you're in its groove and like the next thing you know is oh it's a pretty decent song whereas you know three months earlier you're like god this song is terrible i hate this song well, and, and yeah. this is, this is why I say it, it's not about money because it's not like, I mean, it, it, to an, to an extent it kind of is, but they can just force people what to listen to, because all you need to do is just like when we had Rick Ernst on, who was working at MTV, uh, he worked uh, mm -hmm. on 120 minutes and he said one day they told him like, yeah, we're just, just turn off the metal. We're not going to play that anymore. Like it wasn't yeah, this isn't really being requested. This isn't hot anymore. No, they just said, turn it off. So yeah, you, you can, you can take the, the new song about Cardi B and, um, and her no, no parts and, and how many people she can fit inside at once. And then you hear it and you're like, this is awful. And then, yeah, you hear it 150 times and then you're like, oh yeah, no, this, this is a good song, but you do that with everything. And then eventually you just control the airwaves and that's what people listen to now. You could do the same yeah. thing with Pantera. Like yeah. you could just play Pantera over and over. And then eventually people are like, dog, oh, the song walked Oh, This is, this is my jam. Like, yeah. you, like I, I would rather hear Pantera at the gym than, uh, Betty who shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, so, so going back, like, like one, one, uh, as far as where a case example is like Metallica, like, they they're kind of sitting idle, you know, as far as like, there's no one's really as far as like labels or, or anyone, no one's like running out to like, go, Hey, here's the new Metallica record. Right. Here's all, you know, promote it. Yep. And so recently they had that placement in stranger things. Yes. They had, yep. Uh, yep. yep. And it blew up, right? Like, because all of a sudden now it's generating all these, you know, ad dollars and all of these like suddenly so many people are paying attention to Metallica now. So now we've got a bite. There's, there's a bite on the hook. 
like there's a chance to make a lot of money here because now Metallica is hot again. So now we're going to get all of our thing. Now everyone needs to know about Metallica. Everyone needs to um, check out their catalog. And like, again, it goes back to like, there was a money opportunity because out of nowhere, they get this sink and it explodes. Mm -hmm. And now they're a valuable commodity again. And suddenly everybody wants to get behind Metallica <laughs> because now they're, they're making money again. <laughs> But here, here's where I where I push back on that is everything you said was correct, but they didn't capitalize on it and say, here's a bunch of other bands like Metallica. So I think that was more like, look, they can do it because they did the same thing with that Kate Bush song that was mm -hmm. in that same thing where that song went to number one on the iTunes charts. Mm -hmm. yeah. So they they can make the stuff popular but they choose not to specifically with hard rock because they, after that Metallica thing like that, mm -hmm. that was everywhere. The master of puppets, you could have done, you, you could have used that as an opportunity to, to un unload all those back issues with like Megadeth and Anthrax and creator. They could have, could have jumped on that train. They just, they just didn't. Yeah. Cause it is very, if you look at it, that is a very cinematic scene in the context. Like, I watched that show and, uh, when that scene happened, it does, it's pretty grand and epic and it is really cool, but like, why didn't he just go inside the trailer and just put the amp on top <laughs> because it looks, because well, it looks cooler. It does look cooler. That's, that's why, but it just using master of puppets in that and how many people are watching stranger things. It's a lot. So now master of puppets is, is just become part of people's hiking playlists now just because of that well, so one think, moment yeah yeah well the indirect but indirectly what i think happens is it's created a space that is maybe before that episode or before that was maybe a little less um um accepting of say a metal show or now maybe maybe they prefer or maybe now it would be even cooler to suddenly see more of uh those types of songs placed in movies and tv shows um because maybe it's it's you know it's opened a, a door to like hey maybe you know this this um master puppets here this metallica song is really you know really shown a light on um people's acceptance to metal and to heavy music and like it really maybe there's something to this type of music that's that's um really in sync and like really speaks to um um soundtrack you know like um emoting you know emotional uh feelings through you know through through film and stuff so like wow maybe metal maybe there's something to metal you know, that, uh, is in that game too. We, you know, you know, classical music, you know, sets the mood in so much, um, you know, film, you know, and, you know, going back, you have pop songs. I think, was it explosions in the sky that did a soundtrack to the complete soundtrack to, uh, what movie was that? Uh, vanilla sky. Was it with Tom Cruise? I think it might've been. I haven't, I know the movie. I haven't seen it though. Anyway, it was, it was so anyway, it was a, it was a band out of Austin, um, an instrumental band that, uh, done all that, but all that, um, 
So, so while well, what I say, like, uh, you know, money wise, as far as like, I think it's an, it's more of an indirect, um, kind of, um, approach to, to kind of what I was saying. It, I think it more, it's more of a, instead of, uh, you know, that Metallica being on there, they're going, okay, yeah, now let's, you know, we need to make all bands, you know, let's, let's, let's unload all the bands and see if everybody's accepting of all these different bands. And, you know, I think it goes back to what you were saying earlier about like, it's kind of niche in that way, but there are, there are, um, there is material there that universally speaks to, um, to people, maybe not all bands, maybe not a typo negative, you know, that we're talking and all, you know, so, and not most of say Pantera's music or Cannibal most of Metallica's music for that matter. But there are, there, there is metal music that I think that speaks to a broader thing. And I think they tapped into something and they exposed that with the Metallica placement. Well, I, I, and I, I agree with that. And I, I'm, I'm seeing it. I think you're looking at it as kind of like how it is helpful and it does generate sales and it does reach more people because, you know, more exposure, more, more people. Cause it, even if it's niche, there's over 7 billion people. So niche and 7 billion, like 1% of that is, yes, is still, it's still bring home a check. Yeah. That's a, <laughs> yeah. That's, you know, that's, that's, that's big, big, big money. But I'm, I'm saying that, uh, they just, the people, uh, their hands on the levers of power, they just don't care. And they don't want rock and roll to be popular. They don't want it to be mainstream. They, they want it to go away and die and they'll, they'll use it as a cash cow as long as possible. And yeah, the reason I say, as... is the reason I say that is be, because like you just, you just put master of puppets in, in one scene of stranger things with some, some clever marketing that could have been almost any metal song because mm-hmm. the pr- presentation for it is a master puppets is a good song too, but mm-hmm. you could have picked like Holy Wars, but I mean, I guess you couldn't pick Holy Wars by Megadeth. It wouldn't have been out yet, but you could have done peace cells by Megadeth. Like there's a, there's a bunch of things you could have done uh raining blood by Slayer. Like there's a bunch of stuff from that, from that era, uh, uh, gung ho anthrax, whatever. And it would have, it would have the same effect, but that just shows that they have the power to make these things popular. Like they can make mm-hmm. the metal popular. Like, like why do DJ and I know who sexy red is like that? That shouldn't <laughs> be the case. It's because they talk about these people. Yeah. They, they earworm them. And, uh, that's, that's how they become popular. Like Cardi B is, is a stripper that has an IQ of like uh, 43. And then she's like the biggest artist in the world. And all she talks about is disgusting, like pornography, but they just, they put her in front of everything. So, so now she's interviewing the, uh, the future president of the United States. So you, you could do the same thing with, the, with a bunch of 20 year old guys that are doing rock and roll. Cause you, you just market mm-hmm. them. Doesn't cost much money. You could, could have put that spot, uh, get and get a nice, catchy, aggressive, uh, aggressive song with whatever, you know, something sounds kind of like motor breath from, from kill mall. And then you put that on, on your stranger things or whatever TV show that's popular or the, the viral TikTok video, boom. Now this band that was playing at uh, clubs for 15 people is, is now opening for ACDC or whatever. And then that's, and that's just, and that's, 
how the, the industry controls everything. It's just through marketing. Yeah. And I don't think they care to have hard rock in the mainstream. Well, I think when, if, if guitars, if guitars ever make it back to the mainstream and stuff, I think that that will help uh, hard rock and metal and stuff, because those are types of music that, that are driven primarily by big guitars. Big guitars are just, as a guitar player, um, it breaks my heart. Yep. <laughs> that, no, I agree. That, I, I agree. Guitar, that there's, that guitars are not more prominent in popular music right now, but uh, you know, that's just, that's just, um, but everybody loves big guitars. That's one of the reason why those 70 act, the seventies acts were so big. Your Angus yeah. Young, your Jimmy Page, and of course, obviously Eddie Van Halen. It was the yeah, but big. Then along, but then along came the disco era, and then you know guitars were set in you know on the back burner. You didn't you didn't have a lot of guitars. Well, they music, they kind of beat the disco popular. though. They but they yeah. they did they did beat the disco. Like they they came out around the same time, but uh, disco went away. And the, I mean, Led Zeppelin did break up. They didn't have like a career in the eighties, yeah. but Jimmy Page was still around, but Van Halen and ACDC were both huge acts in the eighties. And even yeah. in the eighties, like that, I mean, that's where we, we get our, uh, uh, Mick Mars, Dave Mustaine, even Steve Vai, who's, who played with David Lee Roth. It's Zappa. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I meant like as a follow-up to Van Halen. Cause like, you know, gotcha. he, he leaves yeah, Van yeah. Halen and then he, he replaces Eddie oh, yeah, with, yeah. with a very similar player, yep. but it's, it's Eat him and smile. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just big guitars were big. And even uh, there was still a lot of that in the nineties. Like the only, the only band that did not have good guitar, like lead guitar playing that was still popular was Nirvana. Like Kurt Cobain yeah. was not a good guitar player, but you know, Pearl Jam still had good guitar playing. Alice in Chains, yeah. Soundgarden, a lot of those bands, it's still like big guitar is still popular and it's, it's not a thing. Now, when are you going to uh, start shredding with, with Kelly Clarkson? Like when we're going to have the big lead, <laughs> well, I think she, you got to I mean, throw it in there. You got to throw yeah, it in she there. Likes, she likes that kind of stuff. We, we do that in the live act. We have like harmony guitars where we're totally, we go all Shankar. <laughs> yeah yeah I, yeah just just bring it back be be a be the face of it just just be be the one that's that's uh that's doing that it's bringing the guitars back yeah and maybe encourage taylor swift to do it once she starts doing it then it'll just be uh the, the regular thing yeah and you know it's funny i mean kelly i mean kelly's big in guitar i mean i've you know i we you know i send her music all the time and uh you know there was a there was a run where i was sending her a lot of uh basically piano driven music and stuff. And she was just like, man, give me some guitars. Like, give me some guitars. It's like, yes. Okay. That's what I'm talking about. All right. Yes. All right. I'll pick up the guitar. Let's go. <laughs> a, a guy, a guy said to me once, there is nothing that there's no instrument that will ever sound better than an electric guitar. And while I don't necessarily agree, uh, like I understand what they're saying. Like you take, take any song that's known, like, like, uh, like Baker street, with the, the saxophone part mm -hmm. now play that on a, on a, a distorted electric guitar. You can make that sound really cool. So uh, like, I, I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. I think it was Steve Miller who said there's, there's no other feeling, um, like walking on the, walking on the edge of the stage and just ringing out a big E chord. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot of cool things you can do with an electric guitar that a lot of instruments really can't. And uh, of course I, I, I do think 
the the best diversity of sound is just going to come from an analog 80 synthesizer but that's that's my personal thing just because you can do yeah. so many different things but mm-hmm. th- an electric guitar just has this this pure grit sound that it just it touches the soul absolutely like specifically so when you get it because you have a nice les paul there now i personally don't like les pauls just because they're so heavy to play but mm-hmm. there's a lot of wood and there's a lot of sound you can get a really good sound out of that there's a reason that people people play with them so you can you can get yeah. a a nice tight sound oh what what pickups do you have uh i think those are just like this is a uh Seymour in the in the bottom there. I put a Seymour Duncan. Uh, 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 what was, uh, my tech told me which uh, I just put pickups in in another guitar. So I'm trying. I'm confused now. I think that's the. Uh, uh, it's the PAF in the in the in the top and in the back is the I want to say the. Um, I'm drawing a blank on it. That's okay. Well, you just yeah, emailed us. Blank. Well, we'll edit it. Yeah, in, yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah. My yeah, I have a guitar tech that that does. I just I, I just let them handle it. Pick up and he does it. <laughs> yeah. You ever you ever tried EMGs? I did active pickups. I used to have those back uh, in the nineties. Had a Jackson had a had a set of EMGs in there. Yeah, that, like that. That's where you're gonna get like the scariest sound. All that. Know? Yeah, I, I have that. I have EMGs in my bass. And yeah, it, nice. It gives it a nice. Uh, you do you like uh, do you like cream? The band cream, yeah. Or the um, or or you know for in your coffee or you know in your, <laughs> or your cakes or but yeah the band yeah. cream yeah. Yeah no um yeah cream um I didn't I didn't I, I'm not a I gotta admit that I'm not a huge Eric Clapton fan. I, I also probably, am not. I, I yeah. Yeah, I know, I know it probably doesn't sit well with a lot of people. Um, but, no, he's overrated. He is. He is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm just. Uh, I'm not. I've never. I've never really. I mean, he, I appreciate that he's a good guitar player, and 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 uh, obviously, I've acknowledged that he's done you know many, many, many great things. Um, and he was best friends with my guy George Harrison, but. Uh, yeah, I just he's his playing has just never never been my thing. Well, Jack Bruce used a distorted bass and it sounded very mm. brutal at the time. It was it was yeah. uh, very cutting edge. That's why I bring that up because more Yeah, Jack, Jack Bruce, Bruce in the yeah, bass. Yeah. And, and and that's where a lot of this Ginger comes. Baker. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And there's a, a lot of that comes down to a lot of these bands, I think, like when you get to these older eras, it's it's less that they are good. And it's more that they're creative mm. and I'll, and I'll say this and I, I don't care what anyone says. I think Jimi Hendrix is extremely overrated as a player as far as his ability, but it mm. was the way he played that made him sound so distinct. Yeah. It was I, his I, approach to the guitar. To the yeah. It, it's, it's not like when people say he's one of the best guitarists, like, no, he's not. He's like, I wouldn't even put him in the top, like 10,000. It's just at the time he played in a very creative way that no one had really played. Like, like he, he was kind of like, although not as good, he was just kind of like the Eddie Van Halen of the era. Cause well, Eddie Van Halen is one of the most 
creative and technically impressive players. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, technically he's yeah, exactly. But it's, he also kind of reinvented how to play guitar. Like he mm-hmm. he kind of inspired everyone to to be more aggressive and it just it, it, it was it was a combination of reinventing the wheel and being good at rolling it. Where I think Jimmy Hend- yeah, yeah. I think Jimi Hendrix is more like this is a an, a creative way to play, less that he was good. And maybe that was just because he was so strung out all the time and maybe that impaired his playing. And if he was sober, maybe (laughs) he... Same with like Jimmy Page to me. Like I don't think Jimmy Page is a good guitar player. He was... He was sloppy. I mean, a lot of his... He listened to the Heartbreaker uh, solo and it's it's total slop. Total slop. But there's... But his... His approach and his hooks and his creativity was just off the charts. But as far as the, the actual ability to play what his creative mind was coming up with. I mean, I didn't, you know, it wasn't uh technically proficient as say someone like Van Halen, you know, uh, Van Halen, Van Halen's vibe or standard, yeah. very, you know, they're very precise, whether that's your thing or not, whether, you know, and a lot of times uh creativity is a better thing to have than, mm-hmm. you know, a technical ability. Right. What what would you rather you know, listen but, to? Someone who can play something perfectly with where the songs are boring, or someone who's sloppy where the songs are catchy and, and appeal? To that's you? why I love the Beatles so much, honestly, because like I listen to those records and it's just it's packed, chock full of falls. There's just I mean, there's there's songs where it sounds like Ringo falls off the drum set <laughs> in the middle of the thing. You know, uh, what, what, I'm looking through you. Go listen to I'm looking through you off of Rubber Soul and just listen to the snare drum. For the whole song, just concentrate on the snare drum. Like he, hit, it, it's never hit the same way twice. There's a couple of spots where it sounds like he just totally misses the snare drum. I don't know how you do that. It's right there between your legs. I don't know how you miss it, but he did, or it sounds like it anyway. Um, but it's it's those kinds of things that like that I'm going. Oh yeah, here comes that drum part. Or oh, you know, here's that one thing that stands out. Oh yeah, here's where Paul like flubs, or here's where John like sings out of key, or here's where his vocal doesn't perfectly match up. All these little flaws and stuff are what's so appealing because it gives there's so much personality and so many unique things that happen only once that coming at me all at the, you know that it just <laughs> it's just this it's raining all this like cool creative like little bits of anomalies and you know imperfections and it's just so satisfying yeah, yeah I, it's funny you you say that because we've said on the show that it sounds like most of the music now that the top of the charts is like made in like a science lab somewhere yeah it's everything is quantized everything yep. is quantized everything is copied and pasted and flown it's like all right great we've got that four bars now let's fly that four bars because that one is done perfect let's fly it all over the song now like songs are written horizontally you know and you you can you can almost hear that horizontal development <laughs> yeah there's there's no grit and i and i am a, a very very sloppy guitar player like so like i like when i when i i say jimmy page is not a good guitar player like i say that as someone who's also not a good guitar player but i i <laughs> i am proud of the the music that i make because i i don't write it for anything other than what i think i would want to hear like i'm a i'm a listener what would i like so I understand sloppy guitar playing and I cope pretty well. I say, well, you know what? These other bands, they didn't have this, that was, like CC DeVille is not that great. So, you know, they sold a lot of records 
but now everything is is so pristine and it, yeah. there there's there's no emotion there's no heart there's no love it's it's all it, it's it's like the the musical equivalent of like applebees like it mm. tries to present itself <laughs> like it's a family restaurant but it, it's just like it's yeah. corporate crap like it came it, in a package and got thrown in the mouth microwave and then out to you That's exactly you yeah got. it's not like going it's all to from a, cisco yeah you're not you're not going to like a fancy restaurant where it's like it's like two month old like aged steak and like the butter is yeah. is fresh from from uh a, the ranch that's just a, a few hour drive away and and all the the vegetables were handpicked this morning like no it's just it's the same crap you get at mcdonald's it just looks slightly better because they, they care more about dressing it up. And that's what music is yeah. now. Like there's, there's, there's nothing there. There's no, I'll say it again. Cause I like saying this. They, the music industry used to find people with talent, exploit them and make money off them now because of how they make music. And it's so easy and it's, they have, you know, 27 producers on, on, uh, Lizzo's new song you can pick anyone out of like, you could just like be walking down the street and grab someone and say, Hey, do you, do you want to, do you want to be a, a famous musician? And then you can mm-hmm. just use all these effects to make them sound good. You can have all these people like synthesize all the music for them. Uh, drum machines are just super easy to use. You it's don't, true. you don't need talent anymore. No, they don't look for talent. I, mean, I know this, you know, they don't, they don't look for talent. They look for followers. They look for, yeah. They look like for who, compliance. Who has the follower? Who's already, who's already got something going to where we don't have to risk as much. Oh, you know, oh, they don't even need to do that. They can just make the followers. They can just find someone and then just tell everyone like, uh, that the Tate McGray or what I can't, did I say the name right? Yeah, you I don't, did. I don't want to get right. called embarrassing. Take <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you could just tell people, oh yeah, this person's hot. You're going to see it. And then boom, they get the followers because you know, you gotta, it's, it's almost like a new keeping up with the Joneses. Like you got to yeah. follow this person on social media. Cause everyone's following them. Like that's what people are talking about around the water cooler. So you don't need to find the person with the followers. They do do that. Like they, they did that with, with Billie Eilish, like her and her brother did all their songs and you know, mm-hmm. she, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's fine. It's for what it is. It, like it, it feels more pure. Like it feels like someone who, who makes their own music as opposed to most of this, like synthetic garbage yeah. where you, you can just, you can make the followers for the people. And I, I think they, they do a two pronged attack. They do do what you said where they, they find the people with the followers and then they just build them up or they just take someone who's generally they're like the child of someone famous. And then they just turn them mm-hmm. in, into a, that you're, you're a rock star now. Like you're a pop star. Like that's it. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, Oh, I don't know anything about this. It doesn't matter. It, we yeah. we it, music is, it's too easy to make. And you can just tell people what, what to like and what, what to listen to. That's true. Yeah. Now, even, Oh yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Even you, you mentioned that, um, you do send music out to Kelly. Mm-hmm. Um, are you guys working on anything right now? Or like when I, I want to see, I want to see you live when, when can I <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've got, we we're doing uh Vegas, uh, for new years. We got a couple of shows, um, drive out to Vegas. Let's do it. All right. 
Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Doing New Year's out there. Um, yeah. So there's a couple of live shows um, coming up. There's some, you know, we're doing Vegas again in February. There's uh, there's some some travel, some corporate stuff um, here and there. For, but uh, and as far as writing, it's like we're always, always, always writing, working on something. It's, you know, um, that's just something as as neither one of us like it, it never is like okay well we're, we're turning off we're in you know this season now you know we're like put away the you know the the winter coats and stuff yeah it's like it's it's always like hey here's this idea you know like you know it's uh with no destination per se um like this is one for the next record or this is one for you know a christmas project or here's one for a movie sync or you know it's always just it always just comes from a here's a cool idea, you know, or here's like remember that song we heard that you know like like oh here's that you know I heard that you know so and so song and I was like I had to do a song kind of like that I want I love that tempo or I love that that beat or whatever so I want I developed this or I, I made this or I had an idea about this what if so it's always seasonal <laughs> for for, uh, for writing or for uh, collaborating on something no i like that you're not uh putting yourself in a box so to speak yeah yeah no. yeah that's smart and that's the fun thing too that's the fun thing about writing with her because i can send her a metal track <laughs> you know and she's like yeah okay let's do that okay let's do that or you know send, send, send her, her my album <laughs> okay <laughs> send it over i'll send it to her <laughs> um you know and that's the great like, another great thing about her man she's open to like all of that stuff is stuff as well. You know, there's not, I could send her anything. Cause honestly, I'm, I'm not afraid of getting like, but that has like, I'm not into that or like, she really is like, there's no telling what she'll gravitate and write to, or what she'll be into. Like it does like, I can send her anything. And, wow. you know, she's, she's either into the actual music, not that, not the genre, um, you know, I think that that's what she looks at first is like the actual piece of music and not the genre or, you know, where it fits in in the big picture. I think if it's just a cool idea, you know, and, do it. then let's do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. It. You know, we've we'll got hard drives full of things of just do it <laughs> that don't have homes, but, <laughs> but, that's hilarious. Uh, well, <laughs> Mr. Eubanks, uh, Thank you so much. We we went you went a little longer than normal, and we'll just we'll we'll do one one big episode. And, and I, I I'm glad you were such a sport about it. This is yeah, man. Time flies when you're having fun. I enjoyed the conversation. This this is great. I don't get to talk about metal as as, as much as I. <laughs> you you <laughs> like come I said, back. You caught me all good. Try to come, think of some of these bands. Yeah, come back anytime after you've uh you've you've been uh properly refreshed. In metal. Yes, I mean, I know. Now I'm stoked. Now I've I, I got to go back and revisit all these bands you guys mentioned that I haven't I haven't thought about. Like that's the other thing. It's like you get Spotify and all these things. You just all this it all new runs stuff together. Keeps coming and it just piles on, and you forget about these. You know, some of these buried things um, that used to bring you so much joy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh, tell tell the the people where they can find you. Any anything you want to tell them about? Any anything at all you want to plug? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's the holidays. Here's Christmas coming up and everything. And if you guys need some Christmas music to uh, kind of set the mood and stuff, I've got 
got a lot of Christmas uh, music out there with Kelly. Um, we current single that's out right now, the one she's doing uh, with uh, Ariana Grande. Um, gonna do it with her. Uh, we wrote that last year, so that's out. So yeah, so there's plenty of uh, Christmas music out there that um, I've written, and if uh, you're interested to know what any of that sounds like um yeah go check it out well we'll put all the links in the description as always yeah. so uh appreciate that so what what's the song that you're gonna have uh close this out this week let's let's go with the single let's go with uh santa can't you hear me all right uh, kelly and ariana all right well thank you everybody nice. dj do you want to take us home yeah, no, uh, thank you so much, Mr. Eubanks. This was uh, fantastic. Um, and thank you for being so uh, generous with your time. And everyone go check out uh, Abe and Eubanks and Kelly Clarkson. And, and thank you again. And Absolutely. Safe. Thank you so much for having me. Happy holidays Absolutely. to all. Yes, yes. Happy holidays. <laughs>